0: Thank you very much indeed for joining Judge Business School Service Innovation Podcast Series today. We've just listened to uh, a two hour presentation, uh, Michael Lyons, of students presenting their ideas for setting up innovative service industry businesses. What do you think to the lineup?
1: I was very impressed. There was a wide range of ideas of uh, varying quality, obviously, but people had put a lot of effort into this and had thought through um, what they were doing. Um, the ideas that worked best, I thought, were ones where people had got a very clear um, target audience, a very clear offering. Some of them, the ideas, I thought, were somewhat diffuse. You know, had sort of... or were carrying... Uh, um, following a sort of good idea, but hadn't really thought through the business implications. One thing that was very clear, though, was that the need for people to think through, you know, the, the supporting infrastructure, if you like, that needed to be done. Who else did they have to get involved? What was, the, was it, in some cases, they were dependent on technology being introduced by other people. Now, what were the incentives for that? So there was a lot of sort of sis, uh, systemic ideas that needed to be thought through as well.
0: Yes, we saw any, everything from the delivery of individual health checks mm. uh, through service innovation to uh, having brollies at London underground stages through Oyster cards when it rains that you just rent out and mm. give back, and they seem to make a lot of money when they weren't given back too, uh, to innovation in yeah. royal uh, mail parcel delivery yeah. too. But, but as you said, it, it's getting down, digging down to the detail of the business plan.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, the most impressive um, posters and presentations. people had really thought through what the costs would be, what the prices would be, uh, um, who who would be their target audience, um, and how they would really introduce uh, this, and even thinking some of the risks through. Um, the least convincing ones were people who either hadn't thought through the economics at all, who, who had picked a price, but really hadn't thought about what the drivers of their costs were. Um, or or what what else had to be done and what else had to be introduced to to do it. So in some cases there is an expectation of technology being there, but no reason why other people should introduce it.
0: Do you agree with that, uh, Kevin Bishop? Would IBM have invested in some of these ideas? And and what a novel thing for Judge Business School to do, to to introduce service innovation uh, uh, courses.
2: Uh, very much I do. I think It was really striking when you look through the different posters from the different student teams how much integration was necessary to deliver many of the service they proposed. Uh, the students had looked at issues that affected them personally and, and how progress would be in their lives and then thought well, what would have to happen from multiple sub- service providers to make that happen. And I think that integrated thought process that connects different surprise, uh, service providers for the benefit of the user came out very strongly in the vast majority of the pieces.
0: But also what came over was that there are really no holds barred. You can go into to any industry these days and start to innovate through modern technology, through being online, just through what IT can deliver now.
2: Uh, not just IT, but just the availability of data and instrumentation. There's, there's knowledge in all sorts of places, whether it's um, what you referred to earlier with the personal healthcare, understanding my pulse, my blood pressure and so forth. Uh, whether it's responding to things in one's daily life, not being there when a parcel is delivered and how you respond to that. Uh, there's data to collect that now because it's on Oyster cards, it's in the handheld terminals that people deliver. So you can then connect that data to apply service in a much better designed way based on fact, not just based on emotion, wouldn't it be a good idea, but actually getting some evidence for it really would be a good idea and it would benefit this number of people and to this degree of time saving and therefore to this degree of cost benefit. This is real service design based on science and engineering principles, uh, not just touchy-feely emotional responses. They're important too. We also want to connect uh, in a a human way, in a very social way with people. Uh, But service design is about the substance of what's done, not just the pleasant experience of how it's done.
0: Do you agree, David Sumos-Brown, of Nestor? Would Nesta have invested in these? Um, probably will go home and, and create some kind of list and start emailing our participants.
3: Uh, well, I wouldn't commit to anything on, on, on air, clearly, but uh, the curious thing about this was that um, I'm working on a number of projects with corporates uh, at the moment in, in, in service design, and we're all, already working in at least three of the areas that came up today, so the team's uh, that I saw, that we saw today, uh, weren't playing at it. I think they were, they were doing it for real. So I just, I, I would like to say they got very close to to things that are actually happening out there in the market, which is, which is great to see. Now, one of the issues uh, uh, you come across in, in good old-fashioned industrial design is, is what, what's called the magic carpet idea. So uh, a designer comes along and says, wouldn't it be great if we had a magic carpet? Everyone goes, yes, it certainly would. Uh, but they kind of forget to do- design the engine uh, uh, of this thing. And I think the same is true of some of the thinking we saw today. So particularly in the area of collaboration and partnerships, uh, service design uh, and, and putting together a significant uh, le- level of service provision is quite often uh, f- uh, dependent on getting very disparate, very unequal, uh, and, uh, and very different uh, partnerships to work together uh, to, uh, in uh, to, to kind of mutual commercial satisfaction. And if, if there was any magic carpetness about about today's presentations, it was all you know. Uh, uh, of course, the Royal Mail would buy into this. Uh, of course, Virgin Atlantic would, would see would see this this is a great idea. And actually, the business case is quite difficult to make uh, to these people.
0: Were you surprised that when uh, participants and the audience voted that only two of the nine ideas got a thumbs up, a yes?
3: <laughs> I was. I think they were a very cynical, very cynical bunch, <laughs> indeed. Uh, although, although, happily, they, they, the audience seemed to like the same ideas that I did. So I think uh, cynical but accurate. Uh, uh, no, I, I think that was... Um, I, I do like the idea of uh, of some sort of pre-testing or some sort of peer-to-peer uh, element to this, because it gives you an idea whether the thing's going to fly. Uh, the other part about service design I, I, I would want to talk about is is how it evolves, uh, and how unlike unlike uh, you know, physically making a product, you get very little opportunity to get the thing right again uh, if, you, if you get it if you get it wrong. In terms of a service, uh, taking on board customer feedback, and one or two of the teams did mention this, uh, and developing and evolving the service to optimum optimum pitch. Uh, is, is precisely what you should be doing. I think the voting system was 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 the beginning. Of, was the beginning of that process.
0: Michael Lyons at BT. Obviously, you're at the forefront of service innovation, uh, technology, the internet. Um, do you think it's a good idea to play games like this to get people together to collaborate? To, if you like, think of the future, as Kevin said, of their lives.
1: Oh, definitely. Um, that's the only way innovation can occur. You really want people to think about the technology, what it's capable of doing. Try, I think many often just try out ideas and see what works and what doesn't work. One of the nice things about, um, both technology and services is that people design, design something for one purpose. And then the users find all sorts of other ways of, um, using what's been developed. Right? And, um, you know, no one company, no even no one group of companies can think of all the um, things that's possible, particularly in something like ICT, which is going to be inter- there are ICT services, but they're also uh, most of the service sector will become ICT enabled. It will be, you know. In everything, in some way, enhancing, uh, improving, making more efficient services in all sorts of areas. And I think it's this sort of exercise that starts highlighting what the potential is.
0: And is there any magic formula I'm sure our audience would like to know for saying, well, if you're talking about service innovation, um, we have a course at Judge Business School. Here's the ten things that are going to make this service innovation, this idea, um, this industry successful.
1: I doubt it. (laughs) I don't think so. I don't think... um, I've spent many years um, being asked to sort of predict the future, and the answer is you can't predict the future. You can sometimes sort of predict what what won't work. But... You know, a bit of cool technology may or may not be um, attractive. Um, the, the, there's a, always been a strong sort of technological determinism. This is a really wonderful bit of technology, Just so people will want to use it, won't they? And the answer is no, they don't, not unless they can see a benefit to themselves. And how people see a benefit to themselves is very often not obvious to the enthusiasts. I think you're just going to have to suck it and see some things will work, some things will don't work
0: kevin bishop how do you do that uh, and take these ideas forward in ibm then is it the team is it the individual you invest in as much as the service innovation idea
2: Uh, it really truly is the individual unless we build people who have deep knowledge in a particular area but are very strong at collaborating with other people it isn't possible to make any of the ideas we heard today turn into something real executable of any benefit to the user so at the end Building the right skills and competencies in individuals is great, but building them individuals that are capable to work in teams, that's where the real value comes. And I think that's why exercises, like the things that we've been going through today, are so profoundly useful. They let people experience that in a very visceral way, in a very immediate way, very quickly. And actually translating that back out into the real world is what brings innovation.
0: So do you think going on a course, uh, a management school course, helps to galvanise the thoughts around service innovation.
2: It does. I think it provides a structured framework uh, and some core skills which are necessary, Uh, but not just a taught course but a practice course, which is what we were exercising here, actually lets people do that in a very safe, secure environment with some really good coaching and feedback, and that really is going to help when people then come out into jobs or into setting up their own innovation actually to do it for real.
0: So, David Timmons-Brown, would Nesta look at this, if if they were thinking of investing in a service innovation idea, at, at the background, the pedigree, if you like, of the people and the team bringing forward that idea?
3: Um, I think investing in a service is extremely difficult. Uh, Nesta do uh, have uh, an investments team, and like most venture capitalists, they'll look at uh, things that you know get sort of guarantee results. So they'll look at IP, they will look at team, they will look at uh, skills, they will look at background, but they'll look at things that are gonna bring in good hard, good hard cash. So that that is still, if if you like, a, a, a market failure, given that, that probably 80% of the UK economy is services, uh, and yet most a lot of VC funding goes into goes into good old-fashioned products and we're we're kind of struggling with that at the moment i have to say Uh, i'm looking at some service design uh, sorry some service innovation projects with major uh, uh, mobile telephony companies for example where we're particularly looking at business model uh, as as ways as ways of getting around that so rather than getting investment in you 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 co-design you co-own and you co-run you share the risk and reward between between two partners so that might be part of the answer
0: And uh, it must be a very exciting time for you to to sit in the position you're in, to just see young people coming through with enthusiasm, uh, qualifications, knowledge... Of the service industry, because the world's going to change beyond recognition, isn't it? In terms of of service innovation,
3: it, it is the future. Uh, and um, what we saw today, the, the sheer range of, of services on offer. You know, software as a service and massage as a service are two entirely different things. And you know, it's it's ambitious to even try and think about those two in the in in in, in, in you know in in the same in the same compartment. So I think uh, what Judge are doing is extremely ambitious, extremely brave, uh, and and rather necessary. Uh, often, service design is is defined in 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 shadow in the negative so it's you know it's the stuff that's not actually products that's not good enough for today's economy and it's not good enough uh, for, for today's business
0: okay to wrap up gentlemen just one thought on the changing world and service innovation i mean 20 years 30 years time our service is going to be delivered you know throughout industry completely differently from how we're receiving them now
1: I think we'll see some services being delivered much as the same way as they are now. I think a lot of the technology will be hidden in the background to make things more efficient, to provide better information to those delivering services that the service quality is improved. But you will also see new services, new ways of delivering those services
2: over the Internet or whatever comes after the Internet.
0: Uh, Kevin, uh, is the world changing?
2: The world's very definitely changing, and one of the places it's changing fast is around the public sector, because they've suddenly realised they're in the business of providing service to citizens. So the shift away from being provider-oriented to actually caring about what we do for citizens is a huge shift, and I think in many ways public sector are actually leading the way at this time, and that's very healthy.
0: David, do you agree?
2: Uh, I think the integration in between product uh, and service innovation
3: uh, will be a, a long-running theme. So you know, there will still be stuff to sell and, and stuff to experience. Uh, and I think uh, what, a lot of what technology will in effect do is allow the human-to-human interactions of service to come to the fore. Uh, technology can get in the way, and I think the better it gets, the more invisible it will become, uh, and it will allow service providers to provide service uh, almost on a person-to-person level uh, as if they were in the same room, as if they were in the same, uh, same family. So I think, I think technology will reach a peak at which it disappears. Uh.
0: Well, Michael sort of uh, mapped out that vision of the world, but actually, that's about expectation and customer expectation isn't it and and if you're a company or a young person going into business today then actually it says that our expectations or the customer's expectations are going to to um, be more and more important in the delivery of the service of your industry.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, we see now people get, more, I think, get more and more dissatisfied with um, services because their expectations are rising all the time, uh, and that will continue. Um, there's also an element that people do expect the services to be tailored much more around their own um, preferences, uh, and this is against uh, a trend to try and sort of. Give a very standardized service because that's quick and efficient and it's how you've done it in manufacturing in services that doesn't work and we're now realizing that and trying to say how can we get the technology to allow the
2: customization if you like or personalization of services
0: Kevin? Uh,
2: Critical to that is that the technology is now good enough. The technology is reliable, the technology is small, and therefore the technology has the opportunity to become invisible. And I absolutely echo what David says about becoming human-centric. And uh, once the technology stops being in the way and becomes invisible, this really will enhance the quality of service on a 15- to 20-year time cycle because it will all be about people-to-people again.
0: And, and, David, just in terms of customer expectation, it's going through the roof if you're setting up a business. Uh,
2: it, it
3: certainly is. I mean, I just take one little example uh, of kind of self-authored websites where, where, where provision is pretty clunky at the moment and, and one uh, is, is really... Uh, expecting a much more expert system uh, and, a, and a much more kind of interactive experience than you're actually getting. So I, I, I would say that uh, te- the is there, whether whether the, whether the people uh, who um, can bring that alive and design it to an effective pitch is there, I'm not, enti- I'm not entirely sure yet. Uh, um, 10 years ago we were all saying, roll well, on artificial intelligence. I don't, I don't think that's gonna be the solution. So it's, it's gonna be enab- enabling human beings to interact together again, that's gonna be the, the, the key thing going forwards.
0: Michael Lyons of BT, Kevin Bishop of IBM, David Simos-Brown of Nesta. Thank you very much indeed for talking to Judge Business School Service Innovation Podcast Series today. You're
2: welcome. You're welcome. welcome. Thank you. Thank you.